Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, this is the Dear Deirdre podcast with me, Sally Land, the Sun's resident agony aunt. Yes, we're taking the Sun's legendary agony aunt advice column from the page to podcast. Every episode, I'll be giving my advice on your real life dilemmas. We'll be covering everything from sex and relationships to money and careers to managing your mental health and much, much more. And I won't be doing it alone, as each week I'll be joined by special expert guests and some of your favourite celebs too. So, if you're struggling with a problem and feel like you need some advice, the Dear Deirdre team is here to help. You can send your problems to deardeirdre at the-sun.co.uk. We answer every single letter sent to us and there's no problem too big, too small or too embarrassing. But for now, it's on with the show. This week, we're taking a deep dive into relationships where we'll be addressing your letters on sex drive discrepancy, infidelity and division of labour. In simple terms to you and me, That is, differing sex drives, cheating, and when your partner doesn't do enough washing up. And on this episode, I'm joined by two wonderful guests, the UK's number one dating and relationship coach, Joe Hemmings, and TV and broadcast presenting legend, Trisha Goddard. They're both poised and at the ready to pass their expert advice and life wisdom on to you, to help you with your relationship dilemmas. So, what are we waiting for? Hello, Joe and Tricia. Thank you for joining me. Joe, it's lovely to have you in the studio with me today. And it's a pleasure to have Tricia connecting with us over Zoom all the way from Connecticut too. So just to kick off the conversation, I wanted to ask you, Tricia, what does an average day look like for you, if there is such a thing? <laughs> I was going to say, um, an average day. Well, gosh, I start. I do start the day the same way, hot water and lemon, slow cooker, oatmeal. We have a thing where I do my show first thing because it's eight o'clock in the morning, so I have to get up at six. So it's Ooh. eight o'clock in the morning for me. And then right after, we do a walk. It's about a 10-mile walk into our local village, have a cup of tea oh. and walk back. We do that every Saturday and then we do our hike on Sunday. So they're my two non-gym days. Oh, what a lovely ritual. <laughs> I know. So that's a, that's the joys of... There's the whole topic for you, uh, re- relationships in later life where children aren't part of the equation, but you're still dealing with adult children and grandchildren. Oh, no. Please tell me it gets better. 
Oh, it does. It does for a relationship. It's so interesting because when you're single and you're younger and you get together, it's so different from older and getting together because, you know, I, I do say you in the back of your mind is this could be the last relationship I have. Mm -hmm. So you don't take any crap. You've learned so much about mm -hmm. what you don't want. Mm -hmm. I mean, I gave my partner a questionnaire right at the beginning, <laughs> right in the day. It should be obligatory. Everyone should do it. He could believe it. it. And it was if he didn't want to answer a question, whole questionnaire I gave him. Because I just said, look, I can't, I'm Brilliant. not planning about anymore. I'm no spring chicken. At my age, it was like, okay, I'm menopausal. I've had 10 years of cancer treatment. I have issues about my body and this and this and this and this and this. God, I had all of those conversations up front because I think at our age, you just think, you know, yeah. when you're in your 20s or 30s, oh, I can talk about that later. At this age, you're like, I'm talking about it now. I don't know how long I'm going to be around. I want the answer. At least he even filled it out. I mean, that's a big tick in a box, isn't it? He didn't no, say I, 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 I read didn't it out. Tear it up. <laughs> Are you ready to answer? I had the questions. I said, right, okay, question them. It's like master. Was it your questionnaire? Did you develop yeah. it? Oh, so it's your own. <laughs> and you can tell even if somebody somebody said, what if you didn't want to answer? I said, that would have told me a lot as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. And then, Joe, how about you? I imagine there isn't really an average day, is there? But what might a normal day look like for you? Mine sounds terrible compared to Trisha's in <laughs> terms of exercise and eating healthily. <laughs> Moving on from that, I always watch the news in the morning. I'm a bit of a news junkie, so I'll watch breakfast TV. No day is the same. I have regular clients, so that sort of punctuates my week. But anything could happen in terms of a radio will ring up. So... Yeah, varies a lot. Do a lot of psychosessing behind the scenes as well for TV shows. And they're not always in the UK. So that can drift into, you know, nine, ten o'clock at night. So I do feel a bit like I'm welded to my emails or phone. So you're both straddling the two time zones as well, which is, is <laughs> going to make for a really long day, isn't it? We're talking about love and relationships today. So I just wanted to ask you both a couple of rapid fire questions. The first one being... What is the worst relationship advice that you've ever heard or been given yourself? And then perhaps to give you a little bit of time to think of something yourselves, I can definitely say that probably the worst I've ever received is you have to make him jealous if you want him to stay interested in you. So, <laughs> that's great teen advice that I got many years ago now. Joe, can you think of anything? I'd like to think I don't deliver bad advice no, as a relationship coach. Absolutely although not. Occasionally it might happen, I suppose. I think, do you remember there used to be this thing called Temchem? Treat him mean, keep him keen. Oh, yeah. And I sort of think that's so yesterday's thing. It just isn't, you know, we need honesty and transparency now and that game playing that people used to do just just isn't good advice anymore but it no. used to be something you'd say particularly for a woman to keep a guy on their toes by you oh, know God. just kind of keeping it's, him at bay it's trading on insecurity isn't it it That's sort of is it just seems yeah. pointless now but it yeah. was definitely a thing back back yeah. in the day yeah that that would do it as far as bad advice goes i'd say <laughs> trisha do you have anything that comes to mind 
Well, my kids would tell you mm-hmm. that I'm the one who's given them bad advice because when I used to drive them to school, the Destiny's Child, the ring I'm wearing, I bought it, the car I'm driving, I bought it, the house I live in, I bought it, I depend on me when I want it, independent women. But I used to mm-hmm. drum into them that independent woman thing. My mother told me, you know, get into a relationship before you even think about a permanent relationship, have your own car, your own house, your own career career so you never stay with a man for money Mm -hmm. and I drum that into my kids Mm -hmm. both my kids are highly successful earn a lot more than most kids their age thanks to the driving (laughs) 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 and to them they're, they're amazing kids but they say because I've done that they find it very difficult to find a partner who measures up to them, who earns the same as them. I've got to say the same as that. And I'm sorry, but there is enough toxic masculinity out there. I hoped it had completely gone by the younger generation, but apparently not. There's enough toxic masculinity out there that finds a woman who is very successful or earn more than them either a threat or, yeah, this is a good one, milk it for all it's got. And like both my kids at various times have said, we've become these monsters that men are scared of because we're so driven. And I think that's a really interesting one to explore Mm. because we assume the younger generation women have it a lot easier with that whole successful woman thing. But I tell you, my older daughter, especially she's in her early 30s, would tell you it's led to the collapse of many a relationship. Mm. Yeah, I think you sort of every generation has to adjust with these new themes and strengths coming through, don't they? Mm-hmm. One more question for both of you. What would you say, Joe, is the biggest change in attitude towards relationships that you've seen over the last decade? few years well that's a good question so I think there's a lot of difference between what I've seen in the last decade and the last two years so mm-hmm. if we go through those mm-hmm. pandemic years I mm-hmm. think that's where there's been a massive shift mm-hmm. because I had more than one couple say to me I did not sign up for this i.e being with my partner 24 7 working from home homeschooling no break from them at all and that really challenged Mm. quite long-term good solid relationships that were thrown into a completely different environment yeah and it became very difficult for some i'd say for others actually they really cherished it they appreciated it for Mm. quite a lot they never would have anticipated that kind of a change yeah and they found it really hard to deal with and lots of perhaps things that were overlooked in their relationships before small things that they could have gotten through perhaps even without addressing them really became the elephant in the room yeah. it put a lot of stress on yeah. their relationships yeah we say our vows mm. don't we in sickness and in health but it's not in sickness and health and in lockdown well, in exactly <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of adjustments for everyone trisha how about you that you don't have to stay in a relationship no matter what. And I think we probably knew that beforehand, cerebrally, if you like. But I'm sure, you know, that it's a figure that's been rising steadily that more and more women are divorcing their partners. 
and being more honest about what you go through, which makes other women realise that they're not failures if they've done the best that they feel they could have done to hold a relationship together and then for their mental health or physical health had to walk away. Yeah, I think we don't feel as much that we're pariahs or weird or odd or bailing out because we hear other women talk about it. So I think the biggest change is that we can actually talk about those of us who've had to walk away mm. can talk about it a little more openly. Yeah, and that has got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Because mm. it involves the woman's mental health, but also more often than not her children's as well. If oh, you have yes. An unhappy home, you're going to have unhappy children, aren't you? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so it's now time for our first listener letter, which is a very common theme that we get sent in often. I'm of course talking about those concerns that men and women get when their partner has a lower or higher sex drive. Here's the letter. Dear Deirdre, since I got married, my sex life with my wife has become really boring. Just the same old routine, time after time. We met two years ago and I really fell for her. She's a beautiful girl and back then our sex life was amazing. She was really adventurous. It's only really slowed down since we got married. I found some old messages on her phone in which she was talking to exes about what she'd like to do to them and what she'd like them to do to her. It turned me on, so I recently asked her if we could try some different things and be more kinky. She said she's past all that silly stuff now. It's making me feel tempted to cheat. I'm only 27 and she's 25. How do I save my marriage? Oof. As I say, this is one of the most common themes that we get letters from men and from women. Not only different sex drive, but after marriage where things often slow down. There's so many jokes about it as well, isn't there? There are. There's a classic, there's a Jewish joke that says, why was the bride wearing a smile when she walked down the aisle? And the answer is because she knew it was the last time she had to give oral sex. I'm engaged to a Jewish man, so <laughs> but there's this standard thing that you do it in order to kind of win your partner over. You're very adventurous, and then you think, okay, I've got him now. The ring's on my finger. I don't have to bother doing that anymore. But you know, like with any jokes, there's there's a bit of yeah, truth in this. Yeah, yeah. But interesting, I don't think this is a question about sex drive mm. because no, I, don't. I think there's a problem, a deeper, intimate issue in their relationship mm -hmm. yeah and she's using it as a bit of an excuse to say oh well you, know, you put all that stuff to one side mm -hmm. now there's something else going on here mm -hmm. i don't know if she's finding him less attractive mm -hmm. and also i think to say oh it's the same old routine every day well he needs to try and shake it up perhaps yeah. not by saying i found these messages from your ex and you used to do mm. you know blah 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 but actually while you're in the bedroom trying something else out i mean it, he may be partly to blame for mm -hmm. going in the same order and the same you know routine each time yeah, i was going to jump in there what i mean you found the messages on the phone well yeah mm. that, that's all a bit yeah and no, i was like hello how hello. old were these messages yeah. Yeah. And, and why are you on her phone yes why are you why scrolling you back on her phone yeah. what are you looking for are you are, you know why are you scrolling all the way if there are messages what's going on are you snooping on her you know you might happen to see something flash up on someone's phone yes. but mm. old messages you've got to yeah. you've got to scroll quite there some is way. something suspect there's in something this and girls that she's not a, much to do with sex drive. Why do you, why do you say why do you say you're a, she's a beautiful girl? 
not she's an exciting, no. she's accomplished, mm. she's a beautiful girl. Joe, I completely agree with you. There's something else going on here, and intimacy as far as expertise, it's taken me 60 damn years to find this out. Intimacy is between the ears. It's not between the legs. <laughs> You're so right. I always say the best foreplay is unloading the dishwasher. Please and yes! thank you. Well, they say that the sexiest organ in the body is the brain. Absolutely. Um, yes. So you're as good as your imagination, but I definitely... I feel that she might think she's been a bit neglected. She's not cherished oh, yeah. enough. She feels a bit like a possession. I know this is going to sound mm -hmm. a bit brutal, but I'm not sure he's going about the right way mm. to encourage a sex drive, which I think she has, but he's not doing very much yeah. to help that flourish or to encourage her. But as Trisha says, the whole phone scrolling thing <laughs> gives away a... Yeah, there's a lot more questions here yeah. than the one yeah. we're being asked, yeah. I think. Yeah. Coming back to the intimacy thing, I think you need to have intimate conversations first you know, before you even get to the bedroom. There's, you know, if you're resorting to scrolling through phones to find out things, why, why are these not conversations, intimate conversations that you've had before you got married? You're both yeah. picking up those serious trust issues, isn't there, which is obviously going to cause... Yeah problems mm. intimacy inside and outside of the bedroom and uh, I think for a lot of people it's actually really difficult to have those honest conversations isn't it about what it do you want because somebody yeah. sometimes feels neglected rejected I mean the whole question of video is a really important one because as we know women particularly but men too have significant hormonal changes in their life which affect our sex drives. And it's really important that conversation takes place between couples before the man thinks, well, she's gone off me. Oh, well, she did have a baby a few months ago. Oh, she's having a menopause. You know, there's lots of sort of indicators. But in this particular question, I find it quite a troubling question. Even yeah. the fact when he said, she's beautiful. Well, she wasn't beautiful. I mean, the attraction with someone you're married, the exactly. sexual chemistry is not about what you physically look like in your facial features. And beautiful and, and, girls don't have any different a sex drive to non-beautiful girls. I mean, it's nothing to do with yeah. sex drive. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. He's not it's talking about point. how he feels about her, is he? And then he's very yeah. quickly talking about the fact that he's considering cheating, you know, yeah, before yeah, yeah. he starts the conversation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. And I wonder if that's an implicit threat over her head, because there's nothing like the threat of, if you don't come across with the goods, I'll find someone who will. That's an icy bucket of water over any relationship's <laughs> head. Yeah, it's not particularly motivational, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Coming up next, we have a married pair who is struggling with forgiveness after a cheating fling. And we tackle a common debate amongst couples. Whose turn is it next to change the bedsheets? 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We've had our first listener letter on low libidos. Now, it's time to take a look at a couple who are grappling with infidelity. Dear Deirdre, my partner cannot forgive me for cheating and now she's making my life a misery. I made one mistake and now I'd like to move on. But she won't let me forget what I did and she punishes me for it constantly. I'm 34 and I've been in a relationship with her for five years. She's 33. When we met, We agreed not to have children. I really wanted them and she said she didn't feel maternal. Early last year, she told me she'd forgotten to take the pill and was pregnant. I was upset and angry and I felt I was being held over a barrel. I love her. I wanted to make her happy, but all the stress of this made us argue a lot. Our relationship started to crumble and while she was pregnant, I stupidly went out and I got drunk and I slept with someone else. I confessed to my partner straight away and I told her it was a mistake. At first I thought that she'd forgiven me, and after our son, now nine months old, was born, my heart melted, and I'd forgot why I'd never wanted a baby. But it soon became clear that my partner couldn't forgive me. She has now stopped wanting sex, and she refuses to even let me cuddle her or touch her. She criticises everything I say or do, putting me down and telling me I'm useless. If I feed the baby, I'm doing it wrong. If I buy him a toy, it's too dangerous or too cheap or too expensive. She tells me she's going out with her friends and she leaves me to look after the baby. But if I want a night off, she tells me I can't be trusted to go out alone. She's made me feel worthless. I love our son more than anything. I don't want to lose him or her, but I just can't carry on like this anymore. It's a heartbreaking one, isn't it? Joe? what are your initial thoughts? God, again, it's a very, very complicated situation. So if I take it back a bit. So he didn't want children she did but they agreed not to have them she forgot her pill or whatever she became pregnant at the very time she was probably feeling quite vulnerable knowing that he didn't want children then he went out and did the worst possible thing he could do at that point at the worst possible time at the worst possible time which was to cheat clearly he has tried to find her forgiveness what i hear here is a lot of defensiveness from her a lot of I can do this on my own. I don't need you. I don't know if they're the damage that this one off has caused in their relationship has created such a barrier, such a boundary in her head that she won't let him in anymore Mm. in any way, either being involved with his own son or their intimacy or even as friends. It feels like she's really, really pushed him away now they say with infidelity you know you can forgive but you can never forget but in this case it's very loaded isn't it in the I neither forgive you nor will I forget this he's in a very difficult situation to know how to best get that conversation going where he says I can't do anything right I'm doing my very best what else I can do without it turning into an argument to be able to have that conversation without him saying 
you make me feel like this. He's got to own his feelings saying, I'm feeling mm. like this because of of this. How can, how can we sort this? How can we move on through this? That's the conversation he's got to have because she is pushing him really very, very far away from a relationship as we would expect it to be. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel for her because I've been in that same situation and I completely agree with you. There's a lot to unpack there. We had the conversation we wanted children, but being cheated on when you're pregnant, there's all sorts of things that come up. There's so much fear around first babies anyway. It's difficult to extrapolate what is quote unquote normal first baby behavior, like wanting to keep baby all to yourself. There are lots of things that he might be adding on to an already fraught situation that is kind of what a lot of first time mums do anyway. You know, leave me alone. You can't do it as well as I can. I mean, that's something that we're always unpacking with new parents anyway. And there's the quote unquote normal behavior after any cheating is where are you? What, you know, all of that, the lack of trust when you're at your most vulnerable. You've got to add to already fraught situation, the lack of sleep and, you know, all the things, all the stressors that babies bring. We say that if you've got a bridge that is your marriage and it's a little bit cracked, the baby will be pulling out bricks all over the place and you do what you can do just to stand up. That's in a normal loving relationship. So you've got all sorts of problems. I don't think this is something that the two of them can sort out on their own in isolation. I do think that they need to go into couples therapy ASAP, even if it's to decide how to split up without you know, without a lot of damage. But perhaps it doesn't have to come to that. But I think they need, if you like, a referee or a safe place, not home. You know, she goes out and leaves me to look after the baby. I hate it when people say that. Yeah, I have to babysit my own baby. Uh, no, you <laughs> <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> it's, your baby. it's your bloody baby. I think that they need somebody else there. And I think they need to have a constructive working you know, this isn't going to sort of, just because you love her and the baby so much, ain't going to make it right. I think there needs to be a safe space where both of them can talk about their feelings. And he's got to have to hear a lot of uncomfortable things that perhaps weren't said or weren't heard because it was all about shouting, you know, I've cheated, I'm sorry, I'll move on. No, it's it's not that. I much. mean, I agree. Mm. I think they do need relationship counselling without yeah. a doubt. Mm. But I'm going to say something quite controversial here. And it's not to do with this particular story because it's too late now. Mm. But... This guy who went out and cheated because he was resentful that she'd got pregnant or he was angry or he got drunk or whatever it was. Why did you tell her? Mm. You know, mm. did you tell her to make yourself feel better? Mm. Because it yeah. certainly hasn't made her feel better. Now, I'm all yeah. for honesty and transparency in relationships. I really am. Mm. But there are times if you've just had a one off because you've been stupid and you're angry and you've taken mm. it out and you have just got silly you didn't have to tell her. And he said, I told mm. her straight away, why did you do that? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying. And it's just like, I've ticked a box. Oh, sorry, me, I can't yeah. move on. Best you know, not what? to have said anything at all. I you live with your girl. agree with you. I yeah. know it, you're right. It is controversial. No, I agree. No, I agree. But what you do, you're taking the guilt off your shoulders and putting it on mm. that person. How yeah. does that help? It's the just situation? sometimes there are times when it's mm. best not to 
Yeah. Or are you saying this is what this this is what you've driven me to? Yeah. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. And and I would say if you are going to cheat, I've always said this. If you going to cheat, even if in the back of your mind you think you might. For God's sake, take a condom, especially when you've got a pregnant partner, because you're not only risking her sexual health, you are risking the health of the baby. That's one thing I'd say, even if you think, oh, I might, oh, she deserve it. Put a bloody condom in your wallet. You know, I'm very passionate about that because I agree with you. Why are you telling her straight away? You know, that's the other thing. Straight away. It's not like the guilt ate at me for yes. weeks and then I told her. It's almost away. provocative, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's like yeah. revenge, I don't, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I doesn't make me feel comfortable. It's no. not a situation where he thinks she's going to find out from somewhere else. It's he wants Indeed. to tell her. Yeah. 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 No, so. I completely agree. But I also hear you, Joe, when you say, you know, he needs to talk to her about how can we move on? The situation is not tenable, is it? They need help navigating that, whether they're going to stay together. They do. And apart. Trisha's right. Sometimes mm. couples, yeah. they have to come to an end. But coming to an end with some dignity yeah. and respect mm. is really, really important. Yeah. And also, because they're going to have a relationship. They're going to have a relationship because they the have a child. life or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And they, what's really important is learning how they can be good parents, yeah. even if they're not together. So, yeah. Thank you both. Right. Let's take a look at our final letter. This is a classic, the division of labour between between couples. Here we go. Dear Deirdre, when I mentioned changing the bedding, my wife snapped back, if you want to change it, don't let me stop you. She is 37 and I'm 40. I'm no male chauvinist. We are both working adults, so I believe that the chores should be split. But when I changed the bedding last time, she yelled at me for interfering and I felt belittled. It's now been a bit too long for me and the sheets are beginning to smell. I can't stand sleeping in grubby sheets. I feel I can't do right for doing wrong. She baffles me sometimes. How am I supposed to approach her about it? I really don't know. Trisha. My children's father, we argued about the division of labour because I'm a working woman. I employed him actually. I had a big company, production company. And, you know, it's like, why are we even arguing about that? Let's get a cleaner. And yeah, it might be an added expense, but it was an added expense that paid off if you've just got somebody in maybe for a morning a week to do those things. But, you know, when you talk about the division of labour, I mean, sit down and draw up. But, you know, I used to do with my kids, we had a timetable thing on the wall whose job was whose, you know. But if you can't agree, why don't we get a cleaner for a morning a week or something to do all of those things? And then we don't have to argue about it. And this thing about the sheets are starting to smell. What is this a competition about who gives out first? (laughs) 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 I'll let the sheets get so rancid she begs me to change the bed. I mean, first world problems. I think that's a bit unkind. There is a conundrum here and I've heard it before. Which is when you say, right, you're not doing anything around the house, so you empty the dishwasher, you stack the dishwasher, and then, but you're not stacking it, right? No, 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 no. The glasses go there and the plates go there. No, 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 no. You can't put the knives in that way around. Now, this is what women sometimes do to men. So they then back off. Now, I think like a child, when when your child helps around the home, 
and they haven't done it before, they're not going to do it exactly the way that you would like it because you've been doing it for years. Let them make those mistakes. I think her fault would be saying, you're making the bed, it's not the way I like it. Too bad, he's made it. Mm. You know, people learn how to do these things for themselves. And if you ask them to do it and then berate them for not doing it the way you would do it, it sets up a bad cycle there where... The guy but how, does he, how does he say that to her? How does he say that to her? Because again, like women, we know that if you bring it up, I can kind of see where the conversation would go. He should just a... whip those sheets off and change them. I, I don't care to. if they. He doesn't make a hospital bed. That's a bit dated, isn't it? But <laughs> or it isn't fluffed up quite the way it should be. Just whip them off. Why would yeah, you be lying on. in dirty sheets? I don't care. To prove a point. To prove a point. point. I mean, it's just, yeah, but unhygienic and just I just say get a cleaner. I just say get a Honestly, just get a cleaner for half a day a week. I mean, really, that's the only bone of contention in their relationship. I'd say they're the luckiest couple in the world. If there are other things around housework and a division of labour, then, you know, somebody for half a day a week. I, I, I really, I mean... Yeah, I think mean, they're a worse thing, men. It may be men. symptomatic of other things, but if that yeah. is, as you say, if that is their only issue, it can be solved very, very quickly and we can yeah. move on. They can have <laughs> clean sheets and a happy life. <laughs> Non-smelly, clean sheets. I think it's often the, the thing that they feel is safe to talk about, isn't it? You know, but as you yeah. say, that there's lots of other issues bubbling away. And, you know, her reaction makes me almost think, is she feeling like... He is commenting on her standards and how clean she is keeping the house. She's very... Well, he is doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I like, Trisha, your idea of the timetable, you know, dividing mm-hmm. it. You know, fantastic if you can pay for a cleaner, but obviously not everyone would be able to do that. But, you know, talk to each other. Divide up your chores. Definitely. Thank you very much, both of you. Thanks so much for coming in and sharing wealth of advice with us. Oh, thank you for having us. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much to you for listening and to Joe Hemmings and Tricia Goddard for being such great company and sharing their words of advice on relationship problems. We've questioned whether it's right to tell a partner that you've cheated on them, explored the balance of differing sex drives in couples and even faced head-on the dilemma of whose turn it is to change the bedsheets. If you're struggling with a problem and feel like you need some advice, the Dear Deirdre team is here to help. Just send your problems to deardeirdre at the-sun.co.uk And remember, you can read Dear Deirdre every day at thesun.co.uk forward slash dear-deirdre or by picking up a copy of The Sun. Our advice page is packed full of support and extra resources, which can help you with your own challenges. Before you go, don't forget to click follow so you never miss an episode. And if you have a spare moment, maybe you could give us a rating and leave us a review. This boost of appreciation all helps so that other people who are seeking advice can find us on their podcast app. I'll be back next week for another episode of Answering Your Dilemmas. But for now, I'm Sally Land, and this has been Dear Deirdre. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 